0: Hello people, how are you doing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) What's popping? How are you doing? How's your family? How's work? How's everything that you care about? Hope you're doing very well. I am doing very well. I'm doing really good. Thank God for his faithfulness over my life. And I also thank God for his faithfulness over your life. So how is your new year going? Hope your new year resolutions are you know, being worked on. Hope you are not yet tired of the year. <laughs> um, it's looking like January is a little bit slow, but don't worry, it's just um, the start of the year to definitely pick up very soon. Um, So you're welcome to yet another episode of the Repair of the Bridge podcast. I'm your host, Olaj Maki Adetilewa David. You can call me OAD. Thanks for dropping by. If you're new here, you are welcome. you're welcome and if you're a constant customer hello my people having a day Um, Like I always say, here at um, the Repair of the Bridge podcast, I bring to you the Word of God in all its simplicity. So, there are no judging here. There's no heresy here. We bring it from the Word of God as it is. We say it the way it is supposed to be said. Yeah, so let's just get right into what we want to talk about today. Um, This is the part two of Scriptures for Situation, the episode I dropped last week. And we'll be talking about sexual perversion. So... What is sexual perversion? Perversion is simply misinterpretation, distortion, misuse, deviation, irregularity, unnaturalness, and so on. So the Latin definition of perversion is to turn around. Um, So what is sexual perversion? I'm sure you understand what sexual perversion is already. So when you put those synonyms that I just mentioned together with sexual, then you get the definition of sexual perversion. Um, So like uh, sexual misinterpretation. Sexual misuse, sexual irregularity, sexual unnaturalness—you know, basically the mode of getting sexual satisfaction the wrong way. So, um, I'll be talking about all the sexual aberrations going on in the world today. Um, not much on it. I'm not, I'm not going to dwell on it, you know. But I'm going to be giving scriptures that, um, that talks about them and what they are actually. You know, I'll be talking about uh, sex before marriage. <laughs> yes, I mentioned sex. Before before marriage that's fornication you're not know, meant to have sex outside the confines of marriage <laughs> um sexual molestation you know sexual abuse and um, lesbianism and you know in fact the lgbtq community in general you know what a world like <laughs> what a world we have a community for sexual perversion well, um, I'm not here to tell you what I think about it, um, I'm I'm not here to tell you my opinion about it, that's not what I do here, I'm here to tell you what God says about it, and you know, in case you have been caught in that snare, it, this is what God says about sex before marriage, you know, uh, what God says about same uh, sex marriage and um, sexual immorality and all that it is, you know, God loves the world, in Romans 5, 8, you know, it says that God shows love for us in that while we were still sinners, you know, Christ died for us. God loves you, but he hates the sin. God hates the sin. He doesn't um hate the sinner. God hates the action, not the person. Um, He hates sin. God cannot behold iniquity. That, we can say that in Habakkuk 1.13, God cannot behold the workers of iniquity. In the long run, in the bigger picture, God wants the best for us. His love personified. And I always reiterate this on most of my episodes. Um, Sexual sins are actually done against our own bodies. You know, 1 Corinthians 6.18 says that we should flee sexual immorality. We should run away from it. We should jack back. You know, because everything that a man does is outside the body. But he who commits sexual immorality sins against his own body. So God is not against you. God is for you. Because no one who has ever been involved in uh, sexual immorality comes out unscathed. So, um, because you know, there is always a form of trauma or disappointment or heartbreak that is attached to that uh, action or activity. And you know, there are many effects of uh, negative effects of sexual immorality. I will list like four and then expound on them in, in the next episode. So, the person experiences physical effects, spiritual effects, relational effects and emotional effect and so many others um but my major focus in this episode is what the scripture says about sexual perversions uh if it is right or if it is wrong sexual perversions, if it is right or if it is wrong um what does the bible say about premarital sex um, like I said earlier in First Corinthians 6 18 which says that we should flee sexual immorality everything that a man uh, does is outside the body but he who commits sexual immorality sins against his own body. It's like you're abusing yourself 1 Thessalonians 4 3 says that for this is the will of God your sanctification that is that you abstain from sexual immorality 1 Corinthians 7 2 says that but because of immoralities each man is to have his own wife, and each woman is to have her own husband. So let me quickly say this. Um let me quickly chip this in. Um the Bible says that each man should have his wife, and each woman should have her husband. The Bible never said each man should have his husband and uh a woman should have her wife because it's you know it's definitely going against the balance of nature. A man cannot be a wife, neither can a woman be a husband. I'll come back. To this, um, let me finish the let me finish with premarital sex. Hebrews 13 4 that sounded weird. <laughs> let me figure sex. Let me finish talking about premarital sex. Hebrews 13 4 says that marriage is to be held in honor among all, and the marriage bed to be undefiled for fornicators and adulterers. God will judge. Premarital sex is not God's plan for you, it's not God's plan for us. Why are you giving your body to that person who does not have the right over you yet i i, I think one of the reasons a person would give their most prized or precious item you know to another person worthlessly or freely without the person paying the price that it's worth is because they do not know the value of that thing um, um this just crossed my mind i'm sure you'll be wondering that uh what about god who gave his only begotten son to die for the sins of the world without anyone paying the price that is that death but boo, babe, the moment you believe that Jesus died for you, you have paid what it's worth. You have paid the worth of Jesus' death. That is exactly why Jesus died on the cross for you and I. You know, when you submit to the will of God, you have submitted to the will of God, that's all God needs to, um, you know, to uh, receive the compensation of Jesus' death. You submitting your will to God's will, you accepting that God loves you, you accept accepting and believing that jesus died for you that is all he needs he you know he made the product available you accept the product first by giving your life to him as well as he gave his life to you first he's just like loving god because he first loved us so he made the product available so you accept the product first by giving your life to him so salvation is free for god so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that is the product that whosoever believes in him, that is the price, will not perish but have everlasting life. So uh I wonder how you, you give your earthly suit to someone who might not actually uh, pay the price for that, uh, for what it's worth. So you give your um, earthly suit to someone to use to satisfy themselves, you know. It is just proof that you don't respect yourself. Let's move on. Now the LGBTQ community, Um, what does the Bible say about them? First Corinthians 6, 9. Or do you not know know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God. Do not be deceived. Neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor effeminate, nor homosexuals. Verse 10 of that uh, 1 Corinthians 6 talks about the thieves, the greedy, the drunkards, revilers, swindlers will not inherit the kingdom of God. They will not inherit the kingdom of God except they come to Christ, confess their sins, and accept Jesus into their lives and change their ways. Um, Romans 127 says that and the men likewise gave up natural relations with women and were consumed with passion for one another when men committing shameless acts with men and receiving in themselves the due penalty for their error so it's an error it is an error it is an error to claim to be gay or to do uh the the abominable things that is a man lying with a man a woman lying with a woman god hates iniquity and god sees and terms homosexuality as iniquity psalms 5 verse 5 so the bible says that we should not be deceived because men would want to deceive men you know people even use scriptures to back up the claim that um homosexuality is not a sin and i am shook i am shocked to do bones to see that people are actually using the bible to defend homosexuality the act of homosexuality you know they say that the fact that christians today do not follow the rules and rituals described in leviticus totally then it is invalid to say that homosexuality is wrong they say some ignore its definitions of their own uncleanness while quoting leviticus to condemn homosexuals yeah brother my sister don't be deceived um because um they are using scriptures to back up their unclean actions they claim that God destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah because of idolatry and not sexual immorality or sexual perversions like homosexuality and they use Ezekiel 16, 48-50 to, to back up this claim. Um, and it says that as I leave, declares the Lord, your sister Sodom and her daughters have not done as you and your daughters have done. Behold, this was the guilt of your sister Sodom. She and her daughters had pride, excess of food, and prosperous ease, but did not aid the poor and needy. They were haughty and did an abomination before me so I removed them when I saw it. So you know this scripture they now define it. a claim that God destroyed Sodom not because of sexual perversions but because of pride. God destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah not because of sexual perversion, but because of pride. Injustice and their lack of sympathy and empathy for the poor and the needy in essence that is idolatry but I tell you that they are hiding the truth from you in in plain sight Colossians 3 5 says that you should put to death therefore what is earthly in you then it goes to say sexual immorality impurity passion evil desires and covetousness which is idolatry which is what idolatry so the word of God likens sexual immorality it likens impurity it likens passion it likens evil desires and covetousness that is the lack of empathy and sympathy for the poor and needy um, to idolatry. The word of God calls it idolatry. The word of God defines immorality, sexual immorality, impurity, passion, evil desires, and covetousness as idolatry. You see that these people are practically hiding the truth in plain sight. You know, this is why it is good to study the word and know the word for yourself. It is good to study the word of God and know the word of God for yourself. So let's move on. Um, I just had to expound on that to let you know how deep this perversion has eaten into the world and even into christianity to the extent that false teachers now find a way to use the scriptures to back up evil deeds so the the bible never said each man should have his husband or a woman should have her wife no god made adam and eve not adam and steve genesis 127 says that so god created man in his own image in the image of god he created him male and female he created them now i'm talking about uh having children outside of wedlock you know there should be a father and a mother within the confines of marriage not two fathers or two mothers or a mother or a father Uh, yes i know that some people might have lost their spouse to death or had a divorce maybe there's a situation where the lady was raped and she got pregnant or some unforeseen circumstances surrounding the situation you know those are on the understandable there are some things that we cannot you know that are inevitable but not a person who purposely and consciously wants to be a baby mama or a baby daddy or a baby papa um it is more difficult to raise a child by just one parent without the other hoping that the endeavor will succeed and you know produce a responsible adult out of that child god made it that human children will depend solely on their both parent father and mother for survival and growth physically mentally and socially and even spiritually if we mess with this plan and pattern we mess with the balance of things and nature god loves us too much to want to put so much stress and pressure on us don't cause trauma for yourself and your unborn children so the sin of sexual immorality goes beyond the spiritual implications it has its effect in the physical psychological and social aspect of a person's life um, the the family is a subset of a society and the devil knows this he could not create his own subset so he perversed the already existing idea of a family this is why we have many distorted families today so if the devil can tamper with the family then he can you know distort the balance in the society causing chaos and people will definitely blame god right yeah for the mishaps people will blame god and he he would hide in the shadows um this perversion is what is making the society dwindle quickly men leaving their wife and children abandoning them you know and just walking away without any reason following another woman cheating on their wives you know and then in turn causing a traumatizing childhood for the children um or let's talk about women leaving or abandoning their children leaving their homes following another man an estranged man and the children tend to grow and believe wrong things about life they believe wrong things about love they believe wrong things about marriages and you know sacrifices and all that comes with being human there are many things i can say about the distortion in a family circle because i'm also a victim of a distorted family life um well (laughs) my story is for another day not today so like i said this episode is just to give you scriptures to support the fact that god hates sexual perversions and i know that i have given much more info um beyond scriptures but sometimes or most times we just need to uh, strike balance when we talk about these things so um you know so i will talk about the effect of sexual immorality in the next episode and how to combat the flesh uh so um let's always award the initial blame to the devil <laughs> i know that we always award the blame to the devil but we also have a choice and a free will to do what we want we know our left from our right we know when we do the things that are wrong but the flesh wants to be pleasured and will will never succumb to just wishful thinking. Um, The flesh will never succumb to wishful thinking. Most times we subdue the flesh or all the time we subdue the flesh by conscious act of submitting to God and His Spirit. So I just needed to say that. So that is a way to combat the flesh. Submitting to God. Conscious Submission to God. God and his spirit. So we have finally come to the end of this episode. I promise I didn't want this episode to be too long and I think I tried. Um, I hope you enjoyed and caught on something that you can take away from here. And if you didn't, just take this. Do not be deceived by the many wrong and evil doctrines flying around. Know God for yourself. Know the word and submit to God and his spirit. I'll be back next week. Thank you for listening. See you Has the la vista people.